0: Miracy. When we look at building our brand, we need to have our own way of talking about these problems and talking about these outcomes. And that's why it's so important for us to understand what our perspective is, to experience that, to understand our creativity for how we're actually able to take our clients from point A to point B.
1: Ever wondered whether personal branding holds the key to supercharging your coaching business? Well, get ready for an enlightening experience because in this episode, we'll take a look at the matters of your personal branding, specifically tailored for coaches like you. I'm Melinda Cohen, and you're listening to Just Between Coaches. I run a business called the Coaches Console, and we're proud to have helped tens of thousands of coaches create profitable and thriving businesses. This is a podcast where we answer burning questions that newer coaches would love to ask a more experienced coach. In this episode, we have a captivating conversation with a coach who's a true master at helping entrepreneurs and coaches discover their unique personal brands. But this isn't your run-of-the-mill branding discussion. It's about creating a brand that profoundly resonates with your coaching practice and enables authentic connections with your clients. My special guest today is Elena Snyder, a personal branding and creative thought leadership coach renowned for transforming coaching businesses into thriving brands. She's assisted numerous coaches in eliminating the need to sell themselves and instead foster genuine connections through their brand. Welcome, Elena. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. I am excited to have you on the show and excited to get into this topic. But before we dive in, would you mind just sharing a little bit of your background with our listeners?
0: I would be happy to. And I think that the most interesting part of my background is that most people would say I shouldn't be doing what I'm doing. My track record is not full of all these credentials. I didn't go to business school. I didn't study a ton of marketing. Rather, I've just lived very creatively. And one of the things that I've discovered and that I also use at the core of my work with my clients is that it's not actually our experience that matters. Instead, it's the insight that we gain from that experience. And so I'm excited to talk about this with you, and uh, I, I hope that this also really connects with a lot of your listeners too at the beginning of their journey thinking, well, I don't really have that track record to prove that I should be doing this thing that I'm doing. And that's one of the things I wanna make sure that we cover in depth today, because I'm here to say that you do.
1: I feel the same way. When I started this, I mean, I never dreamt I'd have a technology company, never did anything with technology except use it. I loved spreadsheets and documents and stuff like that. But I used to be an interior designer. And then all of a sudden to be in the world of coaching and then to start a technology company, it's like, who, what do I know? But, you know, 19 years later. And so our experiences and our lived experiences really create a lot of possibility for us. And I want to make sure that we're on the same page with today's topic. So can you start by helping us understand like what exactly what is personal brand? What does that mean in the context of coaching and having our own business?
0: There's lots of misconceptions around what a personal brand is. We hear a lot about how it's how other people see us and that it's our reputation. How I like to describe it is It's simply the way that you see the world and the way that you express the way that you see the world. Using slightly different words, it's your perception of the world and your own creativity. The way that I define creativity is simply your expression of the way that you see. Part of what's difficult about understanding our personal brand is that it's so close to us, we don't actually know how to see it let me
1: ask you this question. Let's also have some clarity around your business brand. A lot of people, a corporate image, business brand, like that kind of concept. When people think about branding, a lot of times they'll think about it as it relates to their business. But Personal brand, it's how you see the world, your expression of that. How is that different? What's what do you what is it meant by business brand, corporate image, like that kind of thing?
0: Yeah, yeah. I and this is another huge part of the misconception around branding for us coaches, because a lot of the marketing and branding strategies that we're gonna see out on Instagram or LinkedIn, so much of that is borrowed from corporate. It's not for us. So we really need to center ourselves around how we see the world and what that expression is and own that as our brand. In terms of your business brand, let's just think about how we do business as coaches in a day-to-day. You know me for me. You don't know what my business name is right now. And that's by design, uh, but it's also just the nature of the coaching world and the coaching business. You want people to know you by your name. So I would say for any beginning coach wondering whether to build their business brand versus their personal brand, the focus should really be on the personal brand and your name and how people know you. Like if if you're to sit at your desk as a coach, just as you trying to figure out where to get started with this brand and ask yourself the question, what is my mission? What is my message? I'm going to guess that you feel pretty stuck in that. You might have some beginning ideas, but a lot of times those questions are so big that we have a really hard time entering into them in any impactful way. So when I get started with talking about brand and and how to really understand what your message is, the first thing that we need to do is something that I haven't seen anybody else talk about before. And that is to experience your own perspective. If we go back to the definition of brand being how you see the world and how you express your way of seeing, we have to know what we see, what it is our perspective actually is.
1: So take me through that exercise because yeah. I, I feel like I understand what you're saying, but let's I really love to make it specific with our listeners. So let's say that I'm just starting out and that I didn't just tell you my mission, like go back and just forget that you heard that. How would you start out with me to help me understand and experience, like how do I identify how I see the world? How would you walk me through that?
0: Yes, I would tell you to get up from your desk and wander around your house or your office, wherever you're at, with one goal and one goal only. And that is to notice what you notice. And to put intentionality around how you're actually seeing your world. And let's drop the idea of brand altogether right now and just be in the way that you see. And what's interesting about doing this in our own space is that there's so many little clues of where we've been, the experiences that we've had. I'm sure you're looking at some right now. I sure am. Mm -hmm. And... And there's so many clues around how we see the world and the insight that we've gained just in our surroundings. And take notice of how you notice those things. So as
1: I'm sitting here in my space looking around, like for our listeners, we're not on video, but if we were, you would see me. And I see a lot of, like, I love crystals. I love gems and rocks and stones. And I love the magical energetic qualities that they have so i've got them all over my office and so that you know how i see the world is through that sense of magic and energy and like is that the kind of example that you're seeing like as i look through my space
0: okay yes and so to capture that write that down somewhere right and and then what i would suggest that you do is you take some kind of assessment whether that's 16 personalities myers-briggs Strength Finder, Colby, whatever it may be, Enneagram, and take that assessment and underline five to seven words that resonate with you and write those down as well. Because what we're doing here is we're compiling ways in which you are in the world. And what we're building into is this big question of how do you do what you do? You have this beautiful way of taking your clients from point A to point B and what what is allowing you to do that? And I would say that that is your perspective, the way that you see the world, the way that you see their world, their problems, and their opportunities. And it's also your creativity, your way of problem solving them and moving them from A to B. And I want to be very clear here. If you don't have a client yet, you can still do this mm-hmm. because you're starting to put together some idea of what the problems are and what the solution is. And and you've already done this or shades of this in other areas of your life. Maybe you've done it for yourself. You've worked yourself from losing a bunch of weight or becoming more healthy or I mean I was my best client before I had any clients in terms of all the things that we're talking about right now so I think that's really key too is that if you're stuck and if you're thinking well I don't have any clients I don't really understand this think more about yourself chances are you're your best client I love
1: that. I'm my best client before I had my own clients like that. Yeah. That's right, downable and rememberable, especially when we're getting started. Now, that's an approach that I often take, like with coaches console. You know, they're coming to us and they're you know wanting help to organize their business, and so we're helping them through our software with things like their website, and that always brings up the question of branding. And they're like, "Oh, I've got to create a logo. Oh, I need a business name. Oh, I've got to do business cards. Oh, I've got to put my website." I'm like no, that's not where you start with branding. And so for us, I I take them to exactly what you just said. It's like, let's look at the journey of transformation. What are the challenges that kept you up at night? What are the outcomes and the results that you have created for yourself that you are now like, oh my gosh, I want to help others do the same because I think 90, probably 98% of all coaches are their best clients before they get clients. And From there, when we can identify here's the challenges that I want to no longer experience, here's the results I want more of, that's the point where I say this is the beginning of your branding, that those descriptions and that collective description begins to point to your branding, that core messaging begins to reveal what you stand for. I think that's what you just described was something like that approach when you're stuck with this what's my mission or I don't know or I'm new at this like going back to your own journey and identifying those elements and that can begin to be the foundation of how your brand emerges. Yes?
0: Yes, very much so and I think that especially this isn't this isn't a truth for just beginning clients. This is true for my clients who are 3 to 5 years in, have very successful practices there's that question of, what am I actually doing? How how do I do this thing? Mm-hmm. And so when we put language around the way we see the world and the creativity that we bring to the world, we own that in a different way. What I've really been focusing on and, and, and what I've talked about here is, is the you in your personal brand. But mm. As you've just so beautifully stated, that's not actually what people are seeing. They're seeing in your personal brand their most pressing problems and the outcomes that they desire. And in order to truly build an impactful brand, the most important piece of this is to language with precision those problems and those outcomes. And when we're just getting started, and not even when we're just getting started. I mean, again, this is a problem for clients who have been years into their business where they're still using the same language that everybody else uses to talk about a set of problems and to talk about the outcomes. We've got all of these buzzwords that, that are around, right? And in, when we look at building our brand, we need to have our own way of talking about these problems and talking about these outcomes. And that's why it's so important for us to understand what our perspective is, to experience that, to understand our creativity for how we're actually able to take our clients from point A to point B, and to have some confidence and ease in the way that we're then able to step into the question of what are these most pressing problems? What is my language for that? How do I actually see that?
1: Now, I want to keep testing my understanding because I think the world gets this so backwards and I think it (laughs) it stops a lot of new coaches when they're just getting started, which is why I personally believe that they struggle is because they're like, I need a logo. I need a name. I need a website. When you don't know what we're talking about first, those become impossible to create or you'll create it and you'll be like, I don't know, maybe that's right. Seems good. But you, you don't really have confidence in it and you're filled with doubt and you're like, oh, I wonder if maybe it could be better. And then we're in that perfectionist mode of, well, let me tweak this or maybe just a different shade lighter on that color or a different script in that font. Or... And so now you're second guessing. And so I think we have to flip it around. And so I love approaching it this way. And so when I think about my personal brand, one of the stories that's true for my entire life is this question that my dad would always ask when we were little. Are we having fun yet? it was his mantra are we having fun yet and so a w h f y he began to write that everywhere like he'd put it in a little card and stick it in front of our windshield wiper so we'd see it or leave it on our in our lunch school box when we were little kids or whatever and whenever there was a situation he'd be like are we having fun yet as a question to make sure are we having fun or when something was really daunting he'd be like are we having fun yet it was like oh yeah can we find the fun in this And so when I approach business, and when I started like that, fun was an element that was woven into everything. And that, I believe, is part of my personal brand to take something that feels daunting, impossible, tedious, yucky for a lot of people, (laughs) this thing called technology. It's like, no, we can make it simple, streamlined, and fun.
0: Yes, exactly. I want to be clear that this doesn't just make it easy you still have questions around, is this right? Should I tweak this, Mm -hmm. right? I think it's really important to to remind ourselves of that. I mean, I've just been going through that because I'm in the process of a launch and I am, as a messaging and personal branding coach, I am questioning a lot of things. The power of this kind of work is that an outside reflection is going to be that that guide. Yeah. Because I know even if this landing page flops, I get to change it and my guide is my audience and they're going to either resonate or not and it's up to me to to look into that. So it's not supposed to be easy, but there's so much power in just letting ourselves be and watching the shoulds and shouldn'ts that come up in the way that we're thinking about trying to get our message out into the world Because those shoulds and shouldn'ts, when we think, well, I I shouldn't do this because I I don't see anybody else doing this, or I should definitely do this because this other coach does it and it definitely is working well for her, so I should probably try it too. Those are the kinds of things that make us look outside of ourselves for the answer, as opposed to what we're talking about in this conversation, really looking within and uncovering big pieces of the answer there. What
1: well, you've got my mind going in so many different directions. Like I'm, I'm going back to when we first started coaches console and you know, we launched it at a conference. So we had to have some sort of branding because we had to have signage and we had to have the things that they would take with them. And so, you know, when we first started, I sat down and worked with a website developer. They created a logo and business name and all that. And it was a great start. But it was just based on big, broad concepts. We didn't really have the messaging or the insight or that clarity that you were talking about with, you know, the language with precision of the challenges that people face and the outcomes that they want. So we didn't have that yet. But we used that initial brand, I want to say, for maybe the first two years. And then we just knew it was not right. The name of the company was different. The colors, it was like, that's not us. And so once we had that clarity of what we've been talking about here, then we worked with somebody else and it was a lot easier to identify what is the name. And that's where Coach's Console came from, to identify the colors that we now have, the new logo. Like I remember a big conversation we talked about was we want to make a huge ripple effect in the world. That was a big part of what we want to do. And that's why our Coach's Console logo, it's this dot with all these rippling dots that come out of it because it represents the ripple effect that we have that our coaches have when they're more successful with their clients and so it wasn't until then that we're like yes this represents who we are and so I say all that to just give permission to everybody out there it's an evolution for you to nail it right out of the park right from the get-go is an unrealistic expectation and that's fear talking I think but to know, okay, let me get out there, let me get going, let's get some traction, and then for the first several months or years or, you know, however long it might take you to get that clarity that will then inform the evolution of it. So it's there's going to be iterations. Let that be okay that there's iterations. Anything you want to comment about that?
0: Yeah, the evolution is such a strong word in this conversation. And the other piece is you literally can't imagine what is coming for you. And that is part of the evolution of your message. And we can sit here and try and we can think that we have a really good idea. But truth be told, if you told me I'd be doing what I'm doing right now, two years ago, I wouldn't believe you. I wouldn't believe you that I would have been able to find where creativity fits into this conversation, because that's not where I started. I think the other piece about this conversation is that a lot of us, most of my clients, feel like they have these two different parts of themselves, kind of the business part and like this other part, and they don't really know how to merge those two together or if they should. And the answer for everybody is not the same, The answer for the clients that I work with is how do I merge them? And that's part of the conversation that we have. I wanna talk about pitfalls.
1: Share a couple of the big pitfalls that coaches should be on the lookout for and, and
0: maybe even how to avoid them. The biggest pitfall is thinking that your personal brand is about you. So we need to do this big shift from thinking about personal brand being about the I, the me, to being about the you, the best client. And using that frame, that lens to look through for our personal brand. And that that's also why we talked so much about discovery in the beginning of this conversation. Do that discovery. Understand how it is that you do what you do so that you can leave yourself at the door. And then you walk into this space of it being about the you, the people that you serve. I love that. And if you're listening in, rewind
1: and listen to that again, because that right there, thinking your personal brand is about you. If you get nothing else from our conversation, let that be one of your biggest takeaways. That is like mic drop, mind blow. Wait, what did she just say? Like really pay attention to that. I've, I love that. And instead, making it about your best client and about their experience. Favorite part of our conversation right there. So Elena, you know, drawing from your experience and expertise, what would be your top piece of advice for coaches who are looking to define and even refine their personal brand effectively?
0: Yeah, actually, I have a little exercise I'd like to share. And my two pieces of advice would definitely be the reframe of your personal brand not being about you. The other piece is really understanding who your best clients are. And I'm also very specific to say best clients as opposed to ideal clients, because by definition, an ideal does not exist. And it's a huge difficulty in the way that we try to define these ideal clients. I mean, if you've struggled with that, I would argue that part of the reason is because you're searching for something that doesn't exist. But when I ask you, who's your best client, if you have clients, you know exactly who I'm talking about. And when you can get that person in your mind and then define them, now you're onto something. And again, if you don't have any clients, think about yourself. Ask those questions for yourself because you are a shade of your best client. And and a very important stepping stone in terms of building your coaching practice. Now, you talked about an exercise. Yes. I'm glad that you prompted me for that. Mm -hmm. So here is the exercise. In the beginning of this conversation, we talked a lot about your perspective and your creativity. So if you are going to walk through your house and look around and and see things and, and notice what you're noticing, do that first in preface to this exercise to put you back into yourself, to put you back into your creativity. And then I want you to imagine saying this phrase to your best client and this is what I want you to imagine saying, I know these three things about you that no one else sees and I want you to list those three things. So for example, for me, I know three things about you that no one else sees. I know that you feel there are two sides of you, the business side and the you side, and you don't know if you want to or if you should combine those. I know that you're constantly seeking inspiration for new ideas. And I know that you value the way you see the world and you want more precise language around your message. What's so powerful about this exercise is two things. One, We all want to be seen. So imagine using this as the start of a post or the start of an email. What you're doing is you're seeing and validating these best people that you serve. And then the next thing is when you start to look at what their problems are, because you've defined them so concretely, the way that you're going to look at those problems those are naturally going to be a little bit different than maybe you've talked about before. Because you have this concrete definition now of what you see that no one else does about these best clients, you're going to be able to talk about those problems in a slightly different way.
1: Oh, my gosh. I love that exercise. I cannot wait to go to my coach team and be like, all right, coaches, answer this question. And see what they come up with. This is going to be so fun. I do want to summarize some of the things that we've talked about today, because we started the conversation off talking, you know, really understanding what is personal brand. We talked about some of the misconceptions. And I really love the definition that you gave. It's, you know, how do you see the world and how do you express how you see the world? And we talked about the distinction between that and your business brand. I love how you also shared with us a lot of people will get stuck. It's like, oh my gosh, my mission feels so big. I I get stuck in this area. But instead, you gave us a different starting point with, you know, experiencing your own perspective, identify how we see the world around us. And you gave us a really uh, a couple of great steps in how to notice what we're noticing. We talked about the importance of building an impactful brand. We talked about the permission about letting it be okay that you know, your brand is going to look one way when you first start, then as you gain insight, experience, feedback, wisdom, it's going to morph and evolve and you'll have different iterations. Let that be okay. We got into the pitfalls and mic drop moment when you talked about, you know, the biggest pitfall is thinking that your personal brand is about you. And instead it has to be about the best client. And I think that was another one of my favorite moments as well. When you said, notice I didn't say ideal client. I said best client because ideal doesn't exist. And if you're getting stuck, it might be because of that. And so I am forever going to change my phrasing. Who's your best client? And then you gave us that great exercise at the very end. And I hope everybody does that. Elena, do you have any parting words for our listeners?
0: I want everyone listening to know that when you're thinking about building a brand and differentiating yourself for the impact that you can create in the world, that you're already creating in the world, that there's nothing more differentiating than being you. We get so caught up in trying to figure out what's different about us that we try to be different than who we are.
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of Just Between Coaches. And also a big thank you to Elena Snyder for this incredible conversation. You can find out more about her on LinkedIn. And you can go to Elena, E-L-A-Y-N-A Snyder, S-N-Y-D-E-R on LinkedIn and find out more about her. And in the show note, you'll find the link to her new course that just launched, Unlock Your Creativity to Create Your Best Clients. Elena, thank you so much for coming to the show.
0: Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure to be here.
1: I'm Melinda Cohen, and you've been listening to Just Between Coaches. Just Between Coaches is part of the Mare CFM podcast network, which also includes such shows as For Better or For Work and Course Lab. To catch the great episodes on Just Between Coaches, please follow us on Mare CFM's YouTube channel or your favorite podcast player. And if you enjoyed the show, please leave us a comment or a starred review. It's the best way to help us get these ideas to more people. Thank you and see you next time.